Welcome back to A People's Guide to Publishing. I'm Joe Beal, the founder and CEO of Microcosm Publishing and Distribution. I'm also the author of A People's Guide to Publishing, which distills what I've learned from selling millions of books over the past 25 years. I'm Ellie Blue. I'm the Editorial and Marketing Director here at Microcosm. We are an independent midlist publisher based in Portland, Oregon and Cleveland, Ohio. We have over 700 books, over 25 employees, and we make about 40 new books every year. And we distribute thousands of titles from other publishers. We started this podcast so that we can share what we've learned with newer publishers so that you can learn from our mistakes. Or maybe you just want to understand the publishing industry. This week on the pod, we are going to talk about a frequent misconception that we face in our daily jobs, mm. where an author hires an attorney to review their contract and what happens versus when an author is represented by an agency who reviews their contract and what happens. And then I guess there's the third variation where like an author hires an agency who hires a lawyer to review the contract. And then there's the fourth situation where the author just reads the contract and was like, I guess that's fine. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And then, yeah. And there's kind of, it's it's interesting because, <clears throat> and some of my best friends are lawyers, so not all lawyers, but um, sorry, lawyers. <laughs> it is one of those things where I cannot tell you how many times I've been in a conversation with a lawyer, and they've been like, unacceptable. This change this, change this, change this, you know, and the, or they will like rewrite the thing and send it back and then bill their client for their time. And um, it just doesn't ever go well. I'm just gonna put it that blankly. And then there's a different phenomenon when when you're working with an agency, they will say, "Hi, Joe. I am so and so. I represent so and so. Here are three changes that we would like to make. Is that possible?" And well, the, wait, are you saying that agents are more expert at publishing contracts than lawyers? They are both more expert at publishing contracts, but they also know how to have a conversation. And they Some don't lawyers. frame it as a demand, which mm -hmm. I feel like is sort of the awkward position that lawyers are often put in, where things are an argument, so they're arguing. Whereas, oftentimes, even an agency, when they're like, even when they say, like, we need this changed and I explain why that doesn't work or I explain like how something works in practice they off almost always back down and are like oh okay yeah that makes sense whereas like when I explain that to a lawyer the lawyer tries to double down and tries to be like move into increasing amounts of escalating threat and that's fine like I know how to deal with that it doesn't bother me but we're looking here at, from the author's point of view, the agency gets you what you want. The agency gets those changes made, the lawyer does not. And presumably you're not paying the agent, but you're paying the lawyer hundreds or maybe even thousands of dollars. Right. And so, you, I mean, you're paying the agent hundreds or maybe thousands of dollars, but you're paying that as a percentage of what you earn. So the agent is always making less than you do at least. Right. <laughs> and yeah. the same cannot be said of the lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and in most every case I know of where an author has hired a lawyer, it basically 
blew out of control and it meant they didn't get paid. And so, you know, it's, again, the difference is that an agency knows the standards and practices of the industry. They know what is normal. They know where there's wiggle room. And a lawyer tends to catastrophize. Though I would say, like, the one, and I haven't observed all of these, and I wasn't even firsthand observing this interaction, but, like, we have interacted with lawyers who were representing the authors well. Like, I think of um, the time one of our authors asked um, the Authors Guild for legal representation. Well, that's happened a bunch us. of times, yeah. Okay, there's just one that I remember, but I feel like they, like, actually know what contracts are like, and we're, mm -hmm. we were able to, like, discuss with them. But the Lawyers Guild, or the Authors Guild, the Lawyers Guild... <laughs> Don't ask the Lawyers Guild. The, the Authors Guild is more functioning like an agency. That's more like an on-demand lawyer. Yeah. That's a little different because they're just, you know, they're basically looking for predatory contracts right. is like what they're on the lookout for. So wait, what should an author do if they don't have an agency, but they do want help, re like, they do want like a third party look at their contract to make sure it's not predatory? I mean, the Authors Guild is a good option there. Because they, you can have them review it, and I don't think they handle the negotiation like an agency would, but they, like, come back and say, like, yeah, this is standard, or they say, like, you might have wiggle room here, here, and here. And, you know, that, it's, again, that's a good thing. Like, you really just want to know what's normal, and as a number of authors have pointed out to me, like, there isn't a standard contract that you can review on the internet to know if you're how yours measures up you know and so i think for a lot of people that's a major source of stress i guess you could like ask your friends who are authors to see what what's in their contracts mm -hmm. yeah that's a good point mm -hmm. uh that might or may not give you good information and but it's like the same thing it's like when you ask your friends their opinion on the like you know thing you just wrote like they're gonna tell you a pretty loaded version right. they're not gonna tell you you know th their objectivity is slanted right like you don't want to assume your friend's contract is standard and then judge it's like asking your mom if your cookies are good you know oh it's like they may be honest but can you risk the chance that it's not right you know so i'd say in you know and and like People assume that we would prefer not to work with an agency, whereas, like, I would always prefer to work with an agency because they can explain things to the author rather than me having to do that, and they're never going to ask for something unreasonable, you know? And they know what our... They, they, you know, they know that the average book sells 2,000 copies in its lifetime, so they're not going to ask for the, you know hundred thousand dollar advance or they're not gonna bulk when you know we explain that we in fact do want world rights because we do in fact have world distribution you know whereas like lots of people come back and they're like well yeah but like couldn't i just sell it to a different publisher in this other country and you're like in theory yes but in reality no and it doesn't get you anything that this doesn't you know so you know that sort of thing it is always in the author's best interest to know what they're agreeing to and to enter into agreements in that way, consciously. 
I have not seen a case yet in 26 years and nine, ten months where an author has hired a lawyer and that has benefited their contract zero times. So putting that out there. Whew. Sorry, lawyers. Thanks for joining us once again. Please send your questions to podcast at microcosmpublishing.com so we can answer them on future episodes. And please give us five stars on iTunes and everywhere else that podcasts are reviewed. You can find us on the internet at microcosm.pub. On Twitter at microcosm. On Facebook at microcosm publishing. On Instagram at microcosm underscore pub. And here in Portland, Oregon on North Williams Avenue. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week.